Welcome back to my love letter time machine. Hi, I'm Ingrid Birchall Hughes, and I'm serialising the love letters of my great-great-grandparents, Fred Shepard and Janie Warburton. Travel 140 years back in time with me now, where we take a look at Victorian history through their eyes, and today, Fred gets some very encouraging news from his boss, Mr Cooper, and our William's Polly finally snaps at Emma's behaviour. change from recent weeks. Janie's despondency finally seems to be lifting and we have a nice exchange of letters that are a bit more newsy, as we see from Janie's next. Cemetery Road, Sheffield, July the 24th, 1882. My own darling husband, I received your nice long letter this morning. I do like a long one from you, love. Mother has sent me with some meat and puddings, etc., that we have spare at the club feast to our Williams today, as we have more than sufficient for ourselves, and it will not keep long in this weather this time of year. Louisa wanted me to go with her to Lucy's tomorrow, but having come to Sheffield today, I thought I could do the two journeys in one day, so I called at your house to see what Louisa would do. Unfortunately, she had promised to take the children to Hillsborough, and they were all ready, so they were obliged to go. I don't think I can go tomorrow. We may go on Wednesday. I shall have to go to Mrs Fleer's about my wedding dress, so I shall go to both places if I can on that day. A very heavy thunderstorm came on when I got to Clifton Square coming down from Handsworth. I went into one of the houses. I asked them if they would allow me to shelter. They said yes. So I stopped until it was over. We are having very unsettled weather. The Saturday nights are a contrast to the happy ones we used to have, darling, but we shall soon be able to have one of the old kind, and we will enjoy it too, and have a happy Sunday. I think we will go to church this time, love. The Saturdays and Sundays that are coming will make up for the present loneliness, darling husband. I wish I had been with you on the Saturday afternoon to cheer you up. We should not have been dull then, love, should we? I would have gone with you in the park. The time will soon pass, darling, and then I shall be able to go with you any time. I should like to see the roses and orange blossom. It will not be long to the great day, and then I shall be wearing some and be your own wife. I am sorry you could not sleep, love, on Friday night. It is an excellent testimonial. I feel prouder than ever of you, my darling. I am very pleased you sent it, love. I will put Mr Robinson's name down for a bit of cake. He shall have the nicest piece we can find. You'll have got your talk over with Mr Cooper by now, love. I wonder what he wanted to say. Of course, if he does want to offer you any more money, I don't think I should refuse it, love, though I am sure we will manage very nicely on what you have now. But we can save if you get more. Perhaps my mother does know that as I am now is the best prevention of any accident that might happen. I was better, love, this month, so perhaps I may keep better from now on. If opportunity offers, I don't think I shall refuse my husband the right of a renewal of the marriage rights. It will not make any difference as far as appearances go, love. 
Only twelve days to our meeting, and then happiness. And only so to our marriage, love. You are right, love. I shall not have too much time to do what I want to do. I am getting what I can done, but I shall have a lot to do in the last month. I wish you could have kissed me just once, love. We shall not have many when you come. We don't generally do, we love, have many. I wish you could have gone with me to see the wedding at Sheffield Old Church. We shall have to rehearse how to, the night before hours, how to go on. I should like to go to see them at Hathersage if I could go for a day, but I certainly shall not think of going for a week, as I cannot spare the time, you know, love. I have finished two undergarments this last week, besides a little cape for Edie at Sheffield, so I think I have not done badly, love, having to do a lot of other work besides. Your mother's hand was a deal better this morning, but the thumb joint is very painful yet. Louisa and all the rest are quite well. John, Walter and Arthur had gone to Woodhouse Mill a-fishing. I thought you would be glad to hear of Ginny Reckless's good fortune. She says she will be able to raise a nice feather for her hat for our wedding now. We were busy at the club feast, love, but I think it does not seem to make such a bother on Saturday as it did when we had it on the Monday. Kate was cleaning the club room when I came in. I cleaned her the chair and the tables, so she only had the floor to scour. I saw Ted Watts at Attercliffe Station this morning. He asked me how I had enjoyed myself at Middlesbrough. He and Miss Dalton are coming up to our house on Thursday night. They will perhaps tell me when their wedding is to come off. You know it was to come off in September. Ginny wished to be kindly remembered to you, and she expected she should have to finish her letter like this next July, with love to yourself, husband, and a kiss for the baby. Very likely is it not, love. I remain always my darling husband, your loving, true, and faithful wife, Janie. Royal Exchange, Middlesbrough, the North Eastern Steel Company Limited, July the 27th, 1882. My own darling wife, I received your letter dated July 24th from Cemetery Road yesterday morning. You must have posted it rather late, love. I should have replied to it yesterday, but we have had a board meeting today, and consequently yesterday was a heavy day as usual, so you must forgive me, love, this once. I suppose last Sunday would be at a cliff feast. I should like to have been at the old spot, love, just to have a look around. It seems as though I were going to miss all the feasts this year. Already Darnall and Attercliffe are past, and then will come yours, which is very unlikely that I shall attend. However, I suppose we can't have everything we wish for. I am pleased that you liked my testimonial, darling. It is not a bad one, certainly. We must certainly send Mr Robinson a nice piece of cake, love, when the event comes off, because though I used to grumble at his treatment and want to get away, I can now see that it was the best for me, perhaps the only way he could have dealt with us, and he certainly has been the making of me so far. I have not yet had the talk with Mr Cooper, love. We have been too busy this week. I expect it will come off tomorrow, and then I will give you full particulars. We got a letter for Mr McBree, the new secretary, yesterday, saying that he was very ill and should like to have a fortnight to recover his health. Mr Cooper replied that he could have a month if he found it necessary for him. He asked me if I thought I could manage, and of course I said yes. I think I told you that he said at first that if I could keep the thing going until the secretary came, it would be a feather in my cap, and I flatter myself that I have done so with credit. 
The auditors said that our system of working is most complete and thorough, and that is something, love. I know, love, that we shall manage nicely on what we have. But we will want something, you know, wifey, for the proverbial rainy day, and a little more now would no doubt be acceptable. You have evidently made up your mind to get your sewing done, love, because it seems you've made such progress. Don't overwork yourself, love, because it cannot make much difference whether you get finished or not. I am glad to hear that my mother's hand is getting better, love. I wrote on Saturday, but have not got a reply yet. I am also glad to hear that you will not refuse me, wifey, if the opportunity offers. Not that either of us will have the slightest desire that way, love, at all. Only it is as well to know. It only wants nine days, love, now to our meeting. It will seem a long time to me before I see you again, my darling wife. You will now perhaps be able to tell me when Ted and Miss Dalton intend to go into partnership, that is, if they come up to your house. I should like to be there, love. We should be a jolly four, or rather a sad four. I should not be at all surprised if Ginny is right about the kiss for the baby by next July, but it will be quick work, love, as it only means nine months, you know, after our wedding. You women folk are always thinking about the dear little babies, and I don't know why, because it means a lot of pain and trouble to you. But I suppose it is natural, love. There is one thing I should like to mention to you, love, which has troubled me a little lately, and that is this. You remember me remarking that I did not care for you playing quadrilles on Sundays when you were here, and you will also remember that I said the same thing when you played the same quadrille at Johnson's on Sunday when we were there. I have been wondering whether you prefer to play dance music on Sunday and whether you think sacred music is not worth trouble learning. I was rather surprised and pained, love, when I heard it, as I thought you would not have played it, and because you know that I did not care for it. I think that Sunday ought to be a little different from other days, don't you? I really don't think it is right, love, to play dance music on Sunday. What do you think? I remain, my darling Janie, your loving, true and faithful Fred. I was a bit surprised at Fred's admonishment of Janie for playing dance music on a Sunday, but perhaps I just don't understand how differently everybody was expected to behave in keeping it a day of rest. It was usual for businesses and shops to close and no sports to be played, It was quite a common idea that children should be prevented from playing with most of their toys and instead had special Sunday books that they could read and the one toy that was acceptable, if you could afford it, was a wooden Noah's Ark complete with the animals. It appears that Fred may have been brought up in a stricter sort of tradition that only certain types of music are acceptable. Janie obviously hasn't, as we'll see in a couple of letters. But first, in her next letter... It would appear Emma is up to her old tricks. The Polly that Janie mentions is her much older sister-in-law, who is married to William, Janie's eldest brother. You might remember that Polly had had a baby recently, and Emma has been habitually rude to her. A few months ago in March, which was back in season two of the podcast, Polly came to stay for a bit of a rest with her new baby. Janie described Emma's behaviour at the time as she has made Polly as uncomfortable as possible all the time she has been here. There is not a bit of pleasure in having anybody. She was like a great bull last night when Polly came in. 
It is not very pleasant for her. She had not been used to having anybody like our Emma about her. She has been as nasty as possible since she came. I speculated at the time that Emma possibly was accustomed to being the centre of attention and had acted out accordingly. It now looks as if things may have come to a head. Hansworth, July the 27th, 1882. My own darling husband, I have just a few minutes to spare, so thought I would torment you with a little more. It is too long to keep you waiting until Sunday, love, and only one more to get over, and then the next you will spend with me. I wish it was Saturday week and I was just meeting you. I do yearn for a sight of you, darling. It does seem such a long time since I left you. I was just starting to go to your brother Walter's yesterday with Louisa. She had promised to go there on the Wednesday and to Lucy's on the Tuesday. I could not go on the Tuesday. And I met our Polly coming to our house to tea to be turned back with her. I was rather late, so I thought I would have a cup of tea and go after. Mr Wickfield had been to dinner, and our Emma waited upon him, and so she got a good quantity of liquor. I was busy ironing in the little room, so she had it to herself and made good use of the opportunity. She had got just sufficient to make her as nasty as possible, so she could not help insulting Polly, our William's Polly, and they had quite a set to, and Polly gave it to her well. Not more than she deserved. Polly was grieved very much, because she had given her no cause for saying anything. I wish you had been here, just to hear what she is. You have heard a little, but nothing to what she can and does say, and yet Mother agrees with her. But I will not say any more about her, or I am afraid I shall get rather bitter against her. I went down after tea yesterday to see Jane. She does not look well at all. Ginny and your Walter are quite well. I got up to Darnall Church at twenty minutes past nine, so just caught the train people. Miss Corbett was not there, so I came up with another girl out of Hansworth, Louisa Dawson, Mrs Higgs' sister. How have Mr Banks and Mr Alvey gone on with the billiards? Who has won? It has turned out very wet again tonight, so I am afraid Ted and Miss Dalton will not come. Your mother's hand seems to be going on very well, but it is rather painful in the joint yet. I wish I could have a walk in the park tonight, love, with you. I should enjoy it. I shall be pleased to see you. I love you more than ever, my darling husband, and remain, as always, your loving, true and faithful wife, Janie. P.S. I send you another tie, love. I hope you will like it. So Janie has definitely got the hang of making ties then. I went off and researched because I wanted to do a little bit of detail on gentlemen's ties. But the modern tie or necktie is pretty much identical to the ones made back then. And so there really wasn't much I could find to share with you. Anyway, on to Fred's reply. Royal Exchange, Middlesbrough, the North Eastern Steel Company Limited. July the 28th, 1882. My own darling wife. I received your kind present this morning, love, for which I thank you very much. I did not expect it, darling, so was very surprised, but it is nonetheless acceptable. What shall I bring my darling wife when I come home? 
I thought of bringing you a set of collars and cuffs of the squire pattern, as they seem to be the rage just now, but I do not know your sizes, love. If you would like them, will you let me know what size, or else tell me what else I can buy for you, for I am your devoted slave and will do whatever I am commanded. I had a talk with Mr Cooper this afternoon, love, which was very satisfactory. I am to have an advance of another ten shillings, love, which will make it three pounds now, my darling. So I think we shall manage very nicely on that, don't you, wifey? He also said that under the secretary, I was to be the boss of the whole job, which I should say would be a good thing. He thinks that the secretary will not interfere much, if any, with me, and thinks that we shall agree very well. I hope so. I think I am not difficult to agree with, love. Isn't that good news, darling? I wish I could tell you instead of writing it, for I know I should get such a loving kiss from my darling wife. I do feel pleased, love, for your sake, because we shall no doubt be able to have more luxuries, shall I say, in the shape of bonnets, love? To use a common expression, we shall blow on now, love. You must give me a good long letter for Sunday, darling, as it will be the last Sunday before I see you, and it will be very slow, and I shall want something to cheer me up. Oh, my darling... I do love you so much. I hope I should not offend you with what I wrote last night, love, for I did not mean to. I have got Alvy an advance of seven shillings, so I should think he will be preparing for a double now. I shall be able to give him good advice as to the advantage of saving, etc., owing to my recent experience. I remain, my darling wife, your loving, true and faithful husband, Fred. I wonder if it was Janie's visit to Middlesbrough that made Mr Cooper decide it was time to give Fred a raise in good time for his marriage. This means that Fred will now be on £156 a year. When you consider that only eight months before, at Brown, Bailey and Dixon, his salary was just £66 a year, he's nearly trebled his income. It's so difficult to get a true picture of what that means today. The National Currency Converter says that £156 in 1880 was worth just over £10,000 in 2017 and was equivalent to 472 days of a skilled tradesman's wages. The Bank of England calculator says that it is actually worth just shy of £15,000. According to the National Archives, between 1874 and 1900, the average national wage rose from £34.09 shillings to £42.07. shillings. The national wage in the UK for 2022 was approximately £31,000, which at the time of recording is just over $37,000. I'm hesitant to say that because Fred was earning more than three times the national wage back in 1882, that it's therefore going to be the equivalent of three times the national wage now as purchasing power was different, prices were different, and even the British currency was different. I mean, it was still pounds, shillings and pence then. Having said all that, I'm confident enough to be able to say that Fred is doing really, really well, and our Janie is more than a bit delighted at the news in her next letter. Hansworth, July the 28th, 1882. My own darling husband, I received your welcome letters, for which I thank you. I am glad your talk with Mr Cooper proved so very satisfactory. I was so pleased to hear your good news this morning. I wish you could have told me, darling, instead of writing. I would have given you such a loving kiss, 
but I will save it for next week, and then, love, I will reward you. I don't think your good fortune is more than you deserve, my husband. If you are the boss, I shall be the bosses, shan't I? I feel six inches higher. I think Mr. Cooper a very nice man if he keeps adding ten shillings occasionally. I shall think him the nicest accepting you. We shall be able to have more luxuries now your salary is three pounds, in the shape of bonnets, love, or anything else. I am glad you thought about the bonnets, love. We shall be able to manage nicely, love, on three pounds, and put some away, darling, for a rainy day. I feel sure you and the new secretary will agree. He will be a very queer man if you don't. You are not difficult to agree with. Only one week, and then I shall see you. I shall be at the station at the usual time, love. I shall be very pleased to have a set of cuffs and collars. The collar I wear generally are number 14. My devoted husband. Not a slave, are you, love? The next week will pass slowly. I do want to see you. If I can't wait patiently, I'll be as patient as I can. There is only one more Sunday to pass over. Then you will be with me the next. Oh, I do wish it was here. It will be here soon, won't it, love? I mean, it won't. It will be ever so long in coming. I will soon be with you. All together. Then, darling, no more partings. I shall be your happy wife with the right to be with you always. It will be a happy change for me, love. I had a postcard yesterday to say the cake boxes were at Woodhouse Junction Station, so I sent Morris to fetch them. They are very pretty, love, and just a nice size. Ginny Reckless will derive great pleasure in seeing them, I am sure. Mrs Gover is going away on the 4th of August to the Isle of Man, so Ginny will be matron while she is away. I am glad you have got Alvia Rays. I should think he will be thinking about marriage. You will be able to give him good advice as to the advantage of saving, etc. I was not offended with you for telling me about the music, love. I am very sorry it has troubled you. I didn't mean any wrong. Nor do I care for playing dance music on a Sunday. I don't know why I played the quadrille, unless it is because when I play the Troubadour's March, I have a habit of playing that after it. I do remember you telling me about it at Johnson's. I am sorry I pained you again. Forgive me this time, love. Sunday ought to be different from other days, love. I always try to make them so at home. I do play sacred music. It is not right, love, to play the other, I know, on a Sunday, and I am very sorry I did, love. I will not do so again. I do love you, and feel so sorry I hurt your feelings. Forgive me, husband. You will be pleased to hear that our John has got some more parish work to do. I think it will last about a fortnight. There is a cricket match here this afternoon. Healy and Hansworth. The Hansworth team generally get beaten. Catcliffe won last week. Jane and Ginny, Louisa, Lily and Walter are coming to our house to tea on Monday and I am going to take them through the nurseries if it is a fine day. I should enjoy a walk in the park tonight, love. It is a splendid night, more settled than we have had it for a long time. Ted and Miss Dalton did not come on Thursday. It was too wet. I thought perhaps they would come last night, but they did not. We should have been a sad four if we'd been together. Have you thought who is to be the best man at our wedding yet, love? You might ask Fred Johnson first to see if he could come, and then if he could not. I think John Mies would be the next. You might write this week, and then you would get an answer before you come, love, and then we can make all the arrangements, as I shall not see you again before you fetch me to be with you forever. You are missing all the feasts this year, love. Last Sunday was Attercliffe Feast. Do you remember that one we went to and had such fun? 
you will not miss a very great treat, love, in not coming to ours. Everything is so uncomfortable. I am sorry I can't give you a longer letter, darling. Tonight it is club night and we are expecting the cricketers. I expect mother calling me every minute, so please excuse more. I remain, always, my husband, your loving, true and faithful wife, Janie. We'll leave it there for now. Next week, Fred and Janie discuss who's going to be Fred's best man. Fred goes to see a practice of the North Yorkshire Artillery Volunteers. And we look at the Victorian tradition of the language of flowers. Thank you so much for listening to my Love Letter Time Machine. I'd very much like to share Fred and Janie's story with more people. So if you haven't already, can I ask you to share this podcast with someone you think might enjoy it? You can also find excerpts of Fred and Janie's letters on Instagram at my love letter time machine, all one word. And you can write to me at my love letter time machine at gmail.com. Until next time, take care. <laughs>